It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the dog pad here in the Plains, Ohio, and from the home of Joe Burrow, this is the Sports Fan on Power 105 alongside Troy Bowen. My name is Connor Mills, and it's a finally, finally, Troy, Championship Monday as we're about ready in LSU and Clemson going on. And, of course, the hometown kid, Joe Burrow, getting ready for one of the biggest games in his life in the championship game out NCAA Championship for football and uh, it's just been an unbelievable journey for him from here in Athens, Ohio, and climbing his way, OSU, all the way to LSU. And it's remarkable what he's been able to do earlier on in his career and then what he might be able to do further on down the road. Yeah, it seems unbelievable that we finally kind of got to this point. NCAA National Championship game, uh, a kid that we watched uh, play basically 50 yards from where we're sitting right now, uh, sitting in the dog pound, of course, right here on the Plains, Ohio. And uh, it's just unbelievable that that journey that started clear back in 2012 has led us to this point. Uh, the kid gets, the young man, Joe Burrow, gets to play for, play for a national championship in the Big Easy, New Orleans, the Superdome. Uh, everybody has been really excited. The entire town uh, of Athens and even the outskirts today has just been unbelievable. The energy and the excitement has been really something to watch. Um, people, businesses, and things have decorated their windows, uh, their storefronts, and social media has just been out of control today. All the people that were sharing pictures uh, of support for Joe, I, I just I found it amazing. And uh, just scrolling through today at th- different points during the day, I was just taken back by all the support that he's gotten from different schools, uh, businesses that you can just rattle off tons of them, taking pictures, wearing their LSU gear, their purple shirts, their Go Joe Burrow shirts and whatever they could come up with. And that's just made it a lot of fun. It's just been a lot of energy in and around Athens. Uh, all day today, really, kind of all weekend, everybody's been waiting 15 days uh, for this to take place after that semifinal win over Oklahoma. So really excited, really excited to eat some, some Cajun food that, that Sam Smathers and uh, they were nice enough to fly in crawfish from Louisiana uh, and shrimp and you name it, it's all over there on the table and looking forward to eating some of that. And over 30 pounds of crawfish and shrimp. And, of course, what better way to celebrate, you know, LSU going to the championship than bringing a little bit of LSU all the way here to Athens, Ohio. Again, this is the Sports Fan on Power 105, presented by J&K Contracting and another uh, sponsor, McFadden Insurance. Uh, so we thank our sponsors as we're coming to you live from the Dog Pound. Uh, Mills and Mike alongside Troy Bolin. Uh, looking to simulcast alongside on 970, 97.1 over on our sister station, WATH. We'll have that figured out and simulcast it as soon as we can. We're also going live on Facebook. So if you're watching live on Facebook, thank you for tuning in. And we'll be here until the bottom of the hour right here on Power 105, where we have on top of the hour at 7 o'clock, 6 to 7 for the sports fan. Uh, but it's really been a, a interesting day. I was trying to go around town, Troy, and find somewhere to pick up some LSU gear. But LSU is sold out over at Zones, Walmart, Court Street, doesn't matter where you're at. You know, if you haven't gotten your LSU gear yet, well, you're, you're tough out of luck. Yeah, well, I got my LSU jersey. I got a jersey on. Everybody in here tonight got their clothing on. You were a little late to the party, my friend. I was. This is his last game at LSU, <laughs> and you're just now looking for an LSU shirt. I think you're a little bit late on that one. And I have to get one or wherever he goes further on in his career. I mean, maybe it's going to be Cincinnati with the number one overall pick. Could be. You still still should have got a purple LSU shirt for the night. I should have had a purple LSU shirt, but I got an Ohio shirt on. You know, it's close enough. You know, it's where he was from, Athens here, the Plains. So I did my best here. I tried to get as close as I could, even though it's green and white. At least I'm not wearing orange and white. If I was wearing orange, that would be a little bit of a problem. Pretty good point. It doesn't surprise (laughs) me that you you couldn't find a shirt because I swear everybody in Athens County today is wearing some sort of LSU or Joe Burrow shirt. Uh, which is really cool. I, I've just found it uh, amazing that all the people that had come out and support this young man from not only Athens, but the surrounding counties or areas as well. Uh, Coach Ferris, I, I saw a picture of him wearing purple. And the folks over at Tremble, you got things like the ODOT Garage, everybody wearing theirs. They put theirs on Facebook, the attractions uh, here at Salon Uptown. Their window is decked out really nice. 
And uh, I, I, I find that really cool. If, I feel like it's got the same energy maybe as the, the state championship game, but that was more centered, I think, more so in Athens, and then it kind of trickled out to the to the other outer places. But this is much bigger. I think this is everybody in Athens County is on board uh, tonight. They're all rooting for Joe. And then it's also trickled into other parts of the state. I think a lot of people in the state of Ohio uh, are rooting for Joe Burrow being a former Buckeye. I did graduate from Ohio State University, spent three years there. And the boards that I'm members of, uh, the, the chat boards, the chat rooms, the two, 247 the sports of Ohio State, I get on their forums, I read a lot. 80 to 90% are all on board and, and really happy and supportive of Joe in tonight's game. Of course, they're a little mad at Clemson still. <laughs> they're wanting the hell right. to do absolutely maul Clemson for, for that reason alone. But I, I think really they're all just really happy for, for Joe and cheering for him, and that makes it neat. So I feel like the entire state right now is, uh, I guess we're a purple state for tonight at least, and really looking forward to, to the game. But uh, today has been just – it's been really fun. I got to um, interview on NBC News, which I'm not a camera guy. I'm, I'm a radio guy. Which channel? NBC4? Yeah, uh, NBC4. Out of Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, he came down and uh, did an interview with him. Sam did one here in the garage. I think what it was is everybody – all the important people are in Louisiana. So, like, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel finding people to interview. So they got they got me, they got Sam, because, you know, the boroughs, they're in, right. they're in New Orleans, and that, so there's a lot of the people close to them and the, the team or whatnot. So they had to find somebody. Uh, so I said, sure, I'll do it. And well, it was they, a lot of fun. So they went right to attractions, and did they contact you? Or did oh, you yeah. know that they were coming, or what, what was kind of uh, the game they, plan going in? They contacted me to get Sam's contact information, and uh, I, of course, called Sam. He was still on the bus, and I said, hey, do you want to you want to do a thing for NBC? And, of course, Sam said, well, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> and, I, and I told the folks where Sam lived, and they met him here, and they did an interview, and I wasn't sure they were coming by, and I was just doing some normal stuff, and they popped in and said, oh, boy, i, I got to do a on-camera interview right now. <laughs> this ain't good. I'm, I like radio. I don't, I don't like doing TV stuff. But it, it worked out good, and we appreciate him coming down. But that was kind of playing into what I was talking about, the excitement. And there were several new news cameras that I saw out and about today doing different things on that and showing the signs in the yards and in store windows. And they, I think they did a good job capturing the, the energy and the enthusiasm and the interest uh, with, with Joe and, you know, even LSU. I think a lot of these people, they have Joe shirts on, but I think, I think they really want LSU to win as well. They've yeah. become LSU fans over the course of the last two years. Well, if you can't root for Ohio State, right, because Ohio State's out, that would have maybe torn some people one way or the other for Joe. But you know, if you were in Athens, maybe Athens goes LSU. The rest of Ohio went Ohio State. But now that Ohio State is out, well, now you're able to, to have the entire state of Ohio along with you know Louisiana and parts of the country, also LSU fans all rooting against and Clemson tonight. Yeah, nobody wants to see any, another team win three or four championships out of five anyway. So I think right. the, the, the country well, is mostly purple. What is it, a 30-game winning streak right now for Clemson? Uh, 29. 29. So tonight would be 30, but Joe Burrow is the one who stands in the way. Absolutely. So I think it's not just Ohio. I think a lot of people read for LSU tonight. And not only that, through his Heisman speech, his, his interviews, even before the Heisman speech, I think a lot of football fans – have grown to like him as well. And it's really cool that people outside our area got to see Joe for what we've known he, what he was. He's just a really good kid. He's yeah. a really good guy. Uh, my buddy down in Florida actually texted me, and, and he, uh, he's gotten away from watching football. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. I think he's getting back into it now that they're good. But he yeah. texted me and said, man, I, Joe's giving me faith back in football again. I, I'm really kind of interested. I'm really interested to see what team he's going to. And, you know, he lives down in Florida. He's got no ties to Athens, Ohio, or anything. And that was – kind of stems from just watching this young man operate. Uh, he's always been uh, so real, um, just a good guy on TV or on interviews after games. And, of course, the Heisman speech was just unbelievable. Well, talking about the Heisman speech, right? I mean, you were born and raised over here in Athens. You know, took a short stint down in Florida and came back. Um, but you, you kind of felt this impact a little bit when growing up, uh, when, when Joe talked about Athens being an impoverished area, you know, so – when he made that speech, what was kind of your reaction and what kind of happened? I mean, we, could, we know over $500,000 was donated to the Athens County Food Pantry. But what was it like for you, for him, you know, to mention Athens in that way and the response that Athens had and the nation had? I was a little taken back uh, by it. Watch, I was so caught up in the speech, though, at the time, because I just thought it was amazing seeing that side of him that we don't ever get to see. 
I covered all of his basketball games. We went to all of his football games. He's always so competitive. He's so intense. And really just to see that other side of him was, was really kind of uh, amazing for me to watch. And I talked to his parents about this as well. They were very emotional in the, in the Heisman ceremony because they, too, uh, got to see a side or, or, were, or knowing at that point that the world is seeing another side of Joe that they probably kind of knew mm-hmm. uh, to be a little bit vulnerable up there and not be in control of the situation, which he always is on the football field or even out in public. Uh, so during the speech, I was just so caught up into it. And when he got to the Coach O part, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I haven't cried in years. I had like tears in my eyes. I couldn't help it. It was just it was really emotional. So the impact of that part of the speech, I, I didn't really grasp until down the road. And uh, a really good friend of mine, his son-in-law, Will Drebold, who was um, he was on game day today. They did a special on the food pantry. It was really cool. I got to see PR. He was right there in front of game day. They showed a close-up of him in New Orleans. I was really, really glad for him that he's able to be down there. But what Will has been able to do, you know, take a, a thing on Facebook that was our goal really at the beginning was a thousand dollars. You know, and he even contacted me before he even put that up. Says, "Hey, you know, I'm going to do this, and will you share it?" I said, "Sure, Will. Whatever you need." I had no idea at that time. Right. This 1,000 goal was going to end up to be a half a million dollars. I couldn't even fathom that. Well, I remember it was 1,000, then it went to about 1,500, then it was slowly going up in increments from 1,000 up to 12,000, up to 50, 100,000, 175, and then it has climbed all the way up to over $500,000 where it's near to uh, topped off. But it's been unbelievable in the, the outpouring of support here in Athens County and, and of course, uh, you know, the trickling effect of what that's going to do because kids are going to go home with, with some food and they can thank, you know, the inspired speech uh, by, by Joe. Yeah, that's really the, the the crust of it there. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and like you said, um, you know, I did live down in Florida for a little bit, but I'm, I'm from here. I've lived here most well, of my yeah. life. I actually grew up in Chansey where you want to talk about an impoverished area. You just go five minutes to my left here down this road and you'll see impoverished areas. So, Really proud of him for the speech he gave. Um, really proud of the fact that he was able to do something that big. And I think really the, the positive that's going to come out of it is he sees what his platform can create, and they have more ideas going forward. Uh, I think that uh, just just stay relaxed, stay, stay back and watch, because I don't think that's the end of it. And I think that's going to be the cool part going forward from here on out. Well, moving forward, I mean, we had Jimmy Burrow on the sports fan earlier on last week. And that was before Jimmy was going down to Baton Rouge. Uh, you know, Joe's got to take care of you know, him after uh, Tuesday. I mean, today happens, and then tomorrow, well, now he has to focus on his professional career. Um, but one of the callers in Athens called up to the station and said, are there any plans for, like, a Joe Burrow uh, parade around town? And something might be in the works. I don't know if you know uh, if anything is further on with that because Joe has such a busy schedule from now until, you know, the summertime. Uh, so I don't know when Joe's going to be around in Athens, but something's got to be in the works, you know, parade-wise for, for Joe. Yeah, but it's going to be down the road because when his dad came on my show last, what was it, two weeks? It was last it was, week. It was, it was, it was like, like uh, was it Monday or no, Tuesday? No, it was Monday because he left Wednesday. That's right. And um, he said it's going to be probably when the, when the weather warms up. They got a lot of plans after this game, but they obviously were focused solely on tonight. I mean, they're all their energy – Everything, and I don't blame him for doing that. And you but. saw that article that got published, right? Uh, Edward Geronimo was talking about how it's tradition for you know the senior players to get carried off the field. And Joe, and the only way that Joe could say that, Joe said, nope, I'm not getting carried off, and added a little extra on the end of that. Um, but he was... Honestly, after, that's the plane that he made. Yeah. told him he was going to whip there. You know what? <laughs> if he tried to carry him off the field. That's what you get when you put a planes guy down and in an environment like that, but right. it was pretty funny. And But I, I think the plans include uh, a lot of training and a lot of focus onto the draft, which you can't blame him. That's a life-changing thing that's going to happen to him after this game tonight. Tomorrow morning he's going to wake up a different person. He's going to be an adult with a master's degree, and he's going to start his job tomorrow. And people kind of forget that. They, they're so wrapped up into this game, they don't, they don't realize that this young man is, has an unbelievable future and a lot of important things that are, that are going to come after tonight. Uh, and a lot of it's right in the beginning. I believe, as Dad mentioned, he might be going, or actually probably is going out to California to train with some, some really good trainers that work with quarterbacks. And a lot of things are going to happen 
uh, between now and April in the draft. So he's going to be a really busy guy. And can't blame him. College athletes, they go, what was it, five years he graduated, hasn't been able to make a dollar. But he's a high school trophy winner. I mean, tomorrow morning he, he can wake up and make a lot of money, and you can't blame him for, for you know, doing that after spending five years being not being able to buy a little Caesar's pizza. Right. Uh, so, but, and plus, who wants to have a parade in the winter anyway? Got to wait till it warms up. We'll wait till it warms up, and they'll probably have a lot of things planned on that. Well, I know you've gone through a lot of the broadcasts with Joe on the basketball court, um, but and I didn't see anything kind of like the competition that uh, Oklahoma and LSU had before that bowl game back on the 28th. But LSU and Oklahoma, for those who don't remember, they had a kind of a basketball shootout, and Joe was the last one for LSU, and Joe nailed like. 13 to 15 shots or something like that to put LSU on top and beat Oklahoma in a basketball game. But what was it like for you to watch Joe you know, growing up during his four years in high school and excelling at basketball? Because even online, um, somebody posted a yearbook picture, and his, his goal at the bottom was NBA player. So he, he did fairly well in high school in uh, playing basketball and then wanted to play basketball in college until he became really successful at quarterback. Yeah, I think... We thought, or at least I did, that he was going to be a basketball player up until second game of his sophomore year in high school in football. But up to that point, because he started as a freshman varsity, but not football. He didn't start a varsity football game until he was a sophomore. So we got to see him play a full competitive season in varsity sports on the hardwood, and the, and the kid was fantastic. Probably the best freshman I've ever seen play. Of course, the one right behind him, Griffin Lutz, was a good freshman too, but not quite like Joe. He, still, he had the height even as a 15-year-old. Best shooter probably I've ever watched play the game. As you can tell, he had picked up a basketball, you said, in years and went and <laughs> shot mate, whatever, and that, that thing against Oklahoma. He beat uh, on the basketball court and then dropped 60 on him yeah. in the game. He was, he was an unbelievable player. Really, really enjoyed watching him. I called every single one of his basketball games from the time he was freshman until he graduated, over like 100 and some. One of the best players I've ever seen on the hardwood. Um, but in terms of football, I think what we watched early on, you saw how great he was but you really weren't sure if that was going to translate to the next level. You never do. Nobody ever does. And he had great teammates around him. He had great receivers, a couple 6'4 guys, and he had a great scheme that Nathan White put together and an unbelievable tailback. So you're thinking at the time, uh, is he good enough to do this or that? And some people had question marks. Uh, and then the, the games kept coming. He kept doing better and better. And then still people doubted what he could do. They were saying maybe a MAC team, okay, maybe a smaller Big Ten team, uh, Indiana, or maybe it's a Boston College. Uh, and then the offer came down from Ohio State, and I think at that point, then things started to really grab people's attention. Then, of course, he was named the, the first Mr. Football uh, in the state of Ohio from southeastern Ohio. And I think then it just started to really steamroll about, wow, this, this kid's, kid's really good. But then it, we caught a little lull there for a while when he was at Ohio State, but we were still watching him in the spring game. And we still saw a lot of the things that we had watched in high school. And I think that was a validation point that we thought, okay, he can do this. He can do this in the Big Ten. He can do this in big-time college football because we were watching it in the spring game versus Ohio State, one of the best defenses in the country. But they never got a shot. And uh, when he finally got the opportunity to go to LSU, we were all confident that he could do the things that he's doing. But i got to be honest, I did not see him doing – the exact yeah, thing yeah. that he has done this year, it's been mind-blowing. Yeah, it's been really unbelievable. And sure, we got other guests to get onto the program, of course. Uh, we got uh, Matt Frazier who's called all of Joe's high school basketball, uh, well, football games with Frazier. So we'll have Matt Frazier. And then, what about of course, the dog pound? we got to get him Sam on. we got the dog pound right here as well. So we'll have Sam on later on as okay, well. Then. We got you from 6 to 7 o'clock. we got Sam Smathers coming up next as you're listening to The Sports Fan on Power 105. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. 
McFadden Insurance Services is an independent insurance agency in Nelsonville, serving clients all over the Buckeye State. The agency offers prompt and professional service for auto, home, business, and life insurance coverage that fits their customers' needs. Get in touch with their friendly staff today at 740-753-1905. McFadden Insurance Services is a proud sponsor of local athletics on Power 105 slash 970 WATH and WATHSportsFan.com. This time of the year, the weather changes quickly. And when you want to know about the school closings, you'll get them on Classic Hits 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Listen every morning from 6 till 8.30 for the complete list that affects you. The school closings on WATH is brought to you by Ohio Health Oblenis Hospital. Believe in we. The school closings when you want them on your center for winter weather information. Classic Hits 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Get the cats on the app. Preston into the paint, stops, plants on the left foot, turns, floats, scores. Jake Preston's an all-Mac performer, and he's showing off early. Big hand slap with Jordan Dardis as they go down the floor. The Ohio Bobcats Game Day app, presented by GoMart, keeps you up to date with the latest news, schedules, scores, and special offers and promotions. Download the app today, and when you do, turn on your notifications to get the news on the green and white instantly delivered to your smartphone. It's the Ohio Bobcats Game Day app, presented by GoMart. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the sports fan on Power 105, simulcasting it alongside on WATH and WXTQ. We got Power 105, we've got WATH 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Sam Smathers. We've also got the Facebook live stream uh, right here, Sam, so you can see yourself as we're broadcasting here. And we're also trying to keep up a little bit on the uh, uh, Facebook comments. If you've got a question or anything for Sam Smathers, we've got Sam here, and then we also have Matt Brazy joining us on the program. Uh, this is, again, the Sports Fan on Power 105, bringing to you the sports. And, of course, it's Championship Monday here, Sam. And, and Sam, when you were coaching Joe earlier on uh, in his youth career, you know, is this within the realm of imagination that, that he's had this much success and that he's now going to be projected as the number one overall pick? And then on top of that, you know, he's got uh, a national championship game tonight. Oh, it wasn't um, back then. We just wanted to get our kids to the next level. We wanted to build a program at Athens High School, um, put, a, put a product on the field that came from youth football up through so they, you know, be ready for the next level, and hopefully, you know, which we made it to state, we had some deep runs with Joey, but uh, I didn't know. I did not foresee this. <laughs> I mean, it, it's been really, I, I use the word a lot because it's been true. I mean, he's been unbelievable all season long, uh, but this is, hasn't, this isn't a surprise that he could do this to anybody around here. No. No, I, anybody knows Joey and, and what he, they've watched him around here and the state title runs that he had, and even in youth football, uh, Jimmy called me the other day and he wanted some highlights. So my daughter, Trisha, and I was trying to find some old film, football, youth film. Right. And we took a few clips and sent it to him, and he loved it. We were running shotgun spread offense in second grade, <laughs> and uh, he's rolling out of the pocket, dodging blockers, and, and hitting the pass downfield, you know, about 15, 20 yards. And this is what age? Just about sixth grade. Sixth grade. 12, 12 years old. Man. Yeah. I, I mean, that. Going against other teams, what other teams be like, oh, man, we've got to play Athens today? Uh, well, a good friend of mine, Eric Dean, he coached in Nelsonville for years, ran their youth program, did a great job up there, and uh, now he's the head coach at Alexander. Uh, you know, uh, he, he just couldn't believe we're running a spread offense in <laughs> youth football, you know. So then after that, everybody started dabbling in the spread and, and shotgun formations and, and stuff like that. So, But, uh, it, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild, you know. Running the spread offense and youth football, right? You know, right. starting out as the wing T quarterback, Joey, and we ran the ball, you know, 89 percent of the time, and uh, found out hey, we got to do something with this arm. He can throw the ball, and we have the twins, the twin tires, you know, Lerman, Adam, and Ryan. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you got boys that tall, you just you just tell Joey, hey, throw it up where they can catch it, and so uh, well, only they can catch it, and he's still doing that right now with Jefferson and Jamar Chase and. You know, those boys, so. Yeah, it, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, he's been a fantastic running back, but 
Uh, Hampton's had a pretty good running back when, when Joe was here, too. Yeah, Trey Williams, uh, you know, I tweet him out every now and then, and he tweets back and trying to get him here in town and, and uh, talk to him again after his you know, nice career at, at Northwestern. And, yeah, I mean, he set some records here in the backfield, and, you know, and it, it kind of it resembles that offense. You know, that they're running now is what we what we did. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, back in, in youth, right, you had about five guys and going up through Athens, uh, the programs, and up into high school, but five guys from Athens are at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. It, what was that like to coach? I mean, could you, uh, not could you foresee, but did, did you think you had five Division One talents out on the field back well, over in, in middle school? I've seen a lot of great things, and a lot of people have asked me that. And I, I did see a lot of good talent at that level. I mean, uh, like I said, I was coaching many years prior to them coming up. So I've coached a few championship games, you know, and a few, you know, I had my son and, you know, in a few games, championship games, and a few other teams who came through. And, and we had good talent. But when those boys came through, they were head and shoulders above everything else we've ever had. So I'd seen some talent, you know, at the, at the younger age. And then when they came along, it was, uh, yeah, I, I've seen, I, I didn't see, you know, Division one level, you know, but I knew there was talent there if they stuck their head to it and their mind and work ethic. They can get to whatever they want to do. Yeah. And, I mean, it, again, for everybody who doesn't know, we're, we're broadcasting live out here in the dog pound. And my first time at the dog pound was all the way back. It's, huh? it's Tiger Den North tonight. Tiger Den North. Tonight. All right. So this AKA is, the dog pound. And I, I go, you know. So we've we, we got the Athens Bulldog. I'm sure we'll, we'll tilt the screen here. And when we're done with the broadcast, we'll, we'll show you. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a pretty cool place because this is right you can throw a stone and, and go hit the, the, the football field that's just been named after Joe. A chipping um, yeah. Yeah. You could literally walk on over to the, the high school football field from where we're at right now. Um, but what kind of inspired you to build, you know, either the dog pound or, or the lion's den up north? Well, it's uh, it's the tiger den. And tiger den. Tiger, yeah. But uh, the, the garage was built uh, for a few reasons. I mean, one of the heights, we used to store all the youth football equipment in here. All of it. We had shoulder, we had helmets strung from one end of the garage to the other on a rope. <laughs> and they drooped down through there. So that was the height of 10-foot-7 ceilings. The helmets were off the ground. The shoulder pad racks were stuck back in the corner. The, all the equipment were in totes, and they were upstairs. And so we would launder everything and store it all here. And when football season came, we lined them up at the, front, at the door, opened the garage door, and they came in that way, got their helmets officially, officially you know, right, right. Fitted. Especially and all that stuff, and then we passed on equipment. They walked out, so we stored all the equipment here. So building the garage was, you know, a big part of storing that equipment and trying to find a place to keep it, you know, safe and sound and, and not getting mildewed and molded. And so, and now it's now it's the garage. It's the dog, the dog yeah. pound. Now it's a dog pound. Yeah. Well, the Tigers Den up north just for Championship Monday here. You got that right. Yes. Um, but it, it really is cool, and of course, I mean, we we kind of bond a little bit. Because we're both wrestling guys. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to find another wrestling guy right here in southeastern Ohio. You know, me from New Jersey, and then, of yeah. course, you're from here in, in Athens. Um, but Joe has been so athletic. Do you think he would have found success on a wrestling map, too? Or was it just, I mean, he was an unbelievable basketball player, and then I don't know. a star I, football player? I'm telling you right now, if Joe had set his mind to it, he could have done anything. I mean, I, he was that type of athlete. And he's very competitive, as everybody yeah. knows. And, uh, if he put his mind to it, he could have done anything he wanted to do. He loved baseball. He tried track. He did run track. Um, you know, he, he worked out with track and all that stuff. And, but I think if he had stuck his mind to it, he would have been a good wrestler. He'd have been a nice, you know, 89 pounder. 89. Yeah. I don't know how big he was in high school. Probably a 70 pounder, 60 pounder in high school. That would have been a good weight class for him, you know. Start freshman year, 152, work his way all the way up. Yep, yep. He would have been. A, I think he would have been a good one. Quick, you know. <laughs> but, you know. There again, that's, that's just the athleticism. Right. Him, so. But, man, it's um, Championship Monday, LSU, Clemson, coming from the dog pound right here. And uh, you've grilled up about 30 pounds of crawfish for everybody uh, you know, who's here in the dog pound. What, what was this like for you to uh, order crawfish from down in Baton Rouge? I got a shout-out to Steve Shockley. Um, Organized all this and got his connections down in Louisiana. He grew up down there, uh, just about an hour above uh, Baton Rouge or from Baton Rouge, and uh, that's his home. And he lived up here for 19 years. And 
But uh, we had two bags, so we had about 70 pounds of crawfish at the time we got done purging them and everything. 70? 70 pounds. So we ended up about 60 pounds of crawfish, and uh, <laughs> and we got the andouille sauce, the you know, duban or whatever. I mean, all this stuff, I don't know what it is, but it, it tastes great, and I wish I'd have grew up in, in Louisiana because this is good eating right here. What did you think when you heard the story? Now, you know, Edward Ron was recruiting Joe Burrow, and, and Joe wanted to have, what was it, crawfish at that one restaurant? That's what he said, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ordron just calls this guy on the phone, and they bring in 20-so pounds of crawfish, grill it up in the store, and come back. Coach Ed's got a, got a, got a guy. <laughs> and uh, our guy, Shockley, we got a guy. And uh, he, he came through and brought all this equipment and everything, and, and uh, Channel 4 News was down here earlier and, and doing a story. And uh, so, you know, they were eating and, and showing around. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, this is, I don't think there's anybody else in Southeast Ohio doing a, a true Louisiana crawfish bowl tonight. No, I mean, this is pretty special in here, especially, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow Stadium is right, right next door. Yep. I guess that's what the, the Joe Burrow Stadium, right? That's yep. the official now? Joe Burrow Stadium is uh, the school board passed that. Our Basil Rudder Field, Joe Burrow Stadium. So, Man. Yeah, next year it's, the boys are going to be playing right there, and you know they're going to have a ceremony sometime down the line when you know we get Joey back here and, and uh, get this all you know official. And uh, we're wait. I can't wait to get that arm around and give him a big old hug. I know that. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what you know when he comes back. And yeah. Troy was just telling earlier on in the broadcast how uh, he's going all the way out to California to go train with some of the uh, quarterback trainers out there that, that specialize in. You know, helping NFL players. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, but I wouldn't doubt it. Get ready for the combine and stuff. But I yeah. think right now, uh, what everybody talks about, I think he's got the number one pick wrapped up. And uh, do you think he'll go to the combine? He'll probably go, but do you think he'll participate in the combine, or do you think people are going to tell him to hold off? If you're already the number one pick, you know why risk it? Well, if, if somebody said there's a competition there, then I guarantee you, Joey will probably go. I'm just saying. That's how they don't think Jimmy's going to hold him back a little bit. He might. Not. I'm just telling you, he's a competitive guy, and uh, if you say there's a competition there for who can eat the most uh, crawfish or whatever, <laughs> shoot a basketball. Yeah, shoot a basketball. There you go. So it, it, it's going to be happening right there. I guarantee you'll go. But we'll see. I, I mean, let's get through the night. Let's you know, big big game in hand here, and uh, you know, take care of business, and uh, you know, let's get this job done. Well, rolling it back before the new year turned over and before, you know, the, the uh, LSU Tigers defeated Oklahoma Sooners, 60-something to whatever the final was. Uh, but it was a ward row or a ward week for Joe Burrow and LSU Tigers. Yeah. As soon as he got that Heisman, what, what was kind of your reaction and what was what do you think it meant that happens to Ohio? I don't know. Once I wiped the tears from my eyes after that speech and after he got that and uh, everything he did, it's pretty amazing, um, you know, what he's done, just saying a few words for our community and our, our county and and uh, and what that brought, you know, just from him using that platform and that podium right there and just shooting straight from the hip and from the heart uh, doing that. It, it means a lot. I'm very proud of the boy. I'm very proud of his mom and dad, you know, and his family and, and everything. They've, you know, they've raised a great son, a great boy, and a great man. And, uh, you know, he's going to go on to do some good things. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and Adams County is proud. Everybody's proud. We're all wearing purple and gold, and uh, we're, we're, you know, cheering on the, you know, the LSU Tigers, baby. Didn't didn't matter if you were wearing the, the orange of Nelsonville, York, or the green and gold of, of Athens, or Meggs, or Vinton County, whatever schools around in the area. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't daughter, matter. But My daughter today went, and she's a photographer for Athens City Schools, and she went to all the schools. And everybody, she took pictures of everybody wearing their, their purple and gold and, and uh, LSU, and some of them were, you know, the shape of LSU. And then um, she got some pictures from Alexander and all that group of kids. And my niece goes out there and, and my nephew, and they, they are taking the, you know, purple and gold day and, and mm-hmm. uh, Nelson Bill and all of them. You know, they, it was pretty awesome to see that and, you know, how one guy can unify a whole county and uh, bring us, you know, under one. One, one, you know, one thing, you know, we got one mission on our mind, and you know, that's to you know, cheer on Joey and and uh, get these LSU Tigers that national title they deserve. So that's where all the purple and gold went. 
I was trying to, earlier on, I was trying to find, I went down to Zones and went out to a couple different places. You got to go to Walmart. Keith Adams, no, this, Keith Adams at Walmart, he has it. I was there at Walmart. They sold out. Oh, all right. I well. couldn't get anything at Walmart. There was nothing. I mean, this as much purple and gold has been worn on the streets, there's nothing left in the stores. <laughs> yeah, you have to buy markers and make your own. <laughs> or do a little arts and crafts project, right? That's right. Nice white jersey or a white shirt. Yeah. Paint LSU on there. My daughter showed me one of them today, and that was pretty cool. He couldn't afford a jersey, so he made his own. It's a nice-looking jersey, a nice-looking shirt. So, yeah, you can't beat that, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't have the time to do the arts and crafts today. I, I tried the next best thing. I got Ohio here. There you go. Um, the but, Ohio. Yeah, well, um, the, the, the Ohio University, not yeah, the Ohio right. State. Yeah. I know we still, we got a couple of Ohio State fans listening in. That's, right. of course. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, Ohio State has to be rooting for LSU today. I would I would think. I mean, he, he did graduate up there. He has a degree. He's an alumni from Ohio State University, you know, the Ohio State University. So, you know, yes. And uh, he fulfilled his commitment. And uh, So, yeah, I'd say they are. You know, a lot of his friends are cheering him on. And, and uh, there's a lot of people up there you know, rooting for Southeast Ohio. I know a buddy of mine, he lives up in uh, – uh, up Columbus somewhere, but anyway, he Bullock, he coached with me for years, and uh, he's you know they're up here, and that's all they're talking about, that's all they're wearing, you know. So yeah, and they're big high state fans. So, <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome. Again, talking with Sam Spathis, the youth coach of Joe Burrow, and of course you know, the owner of the Dog Pound or the, or the uh, the Tiger Den up north. There and before go. I let you go, because we got to get Frazee on onto the show, we got about 15 minutes left remaining. Uh, before we get crazy here, and we're going until 7 o'clock. Um, but before I let you go, what has been your favorite memory of Joe Burrow growing up? I mean, he's made a lot of big memories you know, throughout his college career, but what did he have anything that you can point to earlier on you know, before he left to Ohio State? I'll tell you, the one memory that sticks out is we're in practice, and uh, he's running a scout team offense. We're getting ready to use football for a game, and our scout team's running the other team's plays, getting our defense ready, and uh, – and uh, he said, he starts changing the play. And he's like, I said, wait a minute, stick to the script. Stick to the script. We're gonna, yeah. He said, but coach, I can beat this defense. I said, I know you can beat this defense, but you need to stick to the script. All right, all right, coach, I'm sorry. But, yeah, that's Joe Burrow. That's uh, yeah. that's him in a nutshell. And he wasn't real boisterous about it. He just said, no, we're not going to run this. We can beat them. I see what they're running. We can do this. And he'd take kids in the, on, on the you know scout team and beat our starting defense. That's what he was talking about when he said Ed Orgeron gave him the keys to his offense. Yes. Uh, Joe Burrow and Joe Brady and Steve Ensminger have done a, a tremendous job you know, running that offense and uh, getting themselves all the way to the national championship game. Get her down. But go Tigers, right? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Sam, thanks for joining us on the program. No, thanks, of course, we're going to step aside for one more break. we get Matt Frazee on, on the program when we return. As you're listening to The Sports Fan on Power 105. Athens Arts, Parks, and Recreation invites you to the second annual Breakfast of Champions on Saturday, February 1st, 2020, featuring a keynote speech from Nike's Vice President of Global Sales, Ann Hebert. Athens Breakfast of Champions brings together leading voices and industry influencers to create change and opportunity for women in sports. Athens Breakfast of Champions will kick off at 9 a.m. at the Athens Community Center. The event is free, but space is limited, so reserve your seat today by calling the Athens Community Center at 740 the 2020 Reds Caravan, presented by the Cincinnati Regional Tourism Network, kicks off Thursday, January 16th, with four tours that will make stops in five states over three days. The Reds will be at the Athens Community Center on January 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The Reds Caravan provides fans of all ages the opportunity to interact with current and former players top minor leaguers, broadcasters, members of the Reds' front office, and your favorite mascots. At each of the stops, the groups will field questions and sign autographs while time allows. So come on over and join Power 105 and visit the Jambulance for a day of meet and greets, prize giveaways, and more fun from your local host of Reds Baseball. The Athens Stop is sponsored by the Athens Community Center, Power 105, and your home of the Reds, 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. 
The Albany VFW Post 9893, along with numerous businesses in Athens County, are holding the second annual Polar Plunge. If you think you're tough enough to brave the icy waters and raise money for a good cause, join the Albany VFW on January 25th to take the plunge into a frigid Lake Snowden. To take that icy dip, you can register at any Hawking Valley branch bank. For more information, contact Brian Johnson at 740-856-9404. Yeah. And the Bulldogs return to the hardwood and on 970 WATH Friday when they welcome the Warren Warriors for a non-conference showdown at McAfee Gymnasium on the Plains. Isaiah Butcher scored a season-high 31 points, but it wasn't enough as the Bulldogs were upended by Lancaster 69-67 last week. The Warriors, meanwhile, are coming off a 56-38 drubbing at New Lex on Saturday. Friday's important Division II matchup between Athens and Warren can be heard live on 970 WATH with pregame at 7.15 and tip-off at 7.30. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Den up north, as I've recently just been told by Sam Smathers. Again, Mills on the mic alongside now Matt Frazee joining us here on the Sports Fan. Simulcasting on Power 105 as long or as well as WXDQ, WATH, 1055, 970 AM and 97.1 FM with the live stream again on Facebook. We've got this recording, so I'll post it as a podcast as well. But joining us on the broadcast, Matt Frazee. Matt, it's been a while since I've seen you. Have you been? Great. How you been? Yes, I've been good. It's been it's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> uh, but you've seen every game of Joe Burrow. Getting right in, you've seen every high school game of Joe Burrow. Whether you're broadcasting with Ryan Boyd, with Lucas Moore, uh, with Jay Carmada, whoever's doing the Athens game with you, the play-by-play has changed. But the one consistent for Athens broadcasts has been Matt Frazee. So Matt, you, you've seen all of his games. Uh, what was it like just to watch him on the fields, and then what he's done now? up in college. Well, I tell you, you know, we, we were going to varsity games the year before he actually started. We had a varsity team go 10-0, and and the talk of the town was still, man, you guys got to come watch this freshman team play. you got to come watch this freshman team yeah. play. Because Athens didn't play freshman. Uh, so, you know, to see the Lerman kids and to see Joe, you had to come watch a, a freshman game on a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. And people were showing up to watch it just because it was a spectacle. Even, even then, you know, just... The JV teams had no answers, you know. The varsity <laughs> teams didn't have any answers. It was freshmen against JV. They didn't play other freshman teams. It was freshmen against the JV. Not a lot of them had freshmen, so okay. you know, they were playing, you know, both when available. So, but yeah, uh, when he when he came up as a sophomore and he got that first varsity start, and they felt just short that night against the IE Academy here at home. But you could see, you know, something special was was coming. They were, uh, you know. They had, they had made a few mistakes, kind of got themselves tired in the second half and, and lost, ended up losing the game. And coincidentally, the last game they ever lost in the regular season is this high school player. So, uh, but yeah, you could see it, um, not just Joe, but you know, you knew the whole group was, was going to be pretty special. I want to take it to one of the highlights of Joe's high school career. And, and for Joe, you know, during his senior year, that senior run all the way to the state championship game, what was it like for you to watch that and, and watch that unfold? Because these were teams not only, you know, Athens, Nelson, New York, or Athens, Trimble, or whatever, or Athens, Jackson, you know, but now this is, it opens up from southeastern Ohio to the rest of the state. What was it like uh, just watching him play against, you know, some of the best teams in, uh, in Division Two? Well, it, it was kind of neat, uh, as you said, because you were, you were getting rare, Matt. You were getting matchups that we hadn't seen before. Right. Um, you know, we, we were a team a school that traditionally wasn't making the playoffs. So if it wasn't a team we were scheduling on a regular basis, you didn't have, you know, you weren't seeing these teams. So it was kind of neat that, you know, the first year, the year before them, we actually drew Jackson in, in week 11 and, and they beat us. So that wasn't anything real abnormal. We'd seen Jackson for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sophomore year, we actually got to play Circleville. And then we went down and played, uh, you know, Shawnee, Springfield Shawnee, uh, and then ran into a buzzsaw in the regional final. Uh, that Dayton Thurgood Marshall team was just uh, on a different level than we were at that point. Um, we had talent, but our kids just, uh, you know, they just weren't quite mature enough for that setting at that point. And then the following year, you, you knew you'd made it to a regional final, and then it was like, okay, we can 
we can get there. We can do this. Right. And and then again, you got a, a you know another team from the Circleville area, then picked up another another team there, Tri Valley, and and we run into an, another one in, in a and <laughs> <in> Marion <laughs> Marion Low or Marion yeah Marion Franklin that year, and yeah they went all the way to the final. So um, you know we lost to some good teams both years, um, but it was special. The senior year, you just had the feeling that they were able to take that final step or two. Um, we went into it, and the, the Tom Ferns and I were calling the games that year. And Tom, I remember vividly Tom, week one, sitting in the press box, and he says, you know, we have a realistic shot of being called a game in Horseshoe 15 weeks from now. I said, ah, maybe. Yeah. And sure enough, it, it came to fruition with, Played some great teams along the way, some awesome games, uh, some great experiences that year. Uh, nothing like going to Steubenville and watching a game in Death Valley. Uh, that that was an experience. Uh, played two time defending state champion Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, you know, an incredible game. Came from behind to win that one, and then uh, you know, it lost on extra points basically in the state finals. But other than that, man, it was a magical experience. Calling a game from the horseshoe was something I never thought I'd get to do in my life, but uh, it was really neat to to be able to call a game from the press box of the horseshoe. Did you have with that group? Yeah. Did you at the time, you know, have any inkling? Well, maybe you know, Joe can go up there into the college level and maybe he'll have success. Or did you think, oh, this is a Heisman winner right here? Well, I, I tell you, the week before, um, we when we beat St. Vincent St. Mary's and. Uh, at Quaker Stadium there in St. Clairsville or New Philadelphia. Uh, I walked down to the field and was talking to him after the game. I said, man, I said, I knew I was going to watch you play at Ohio State someday, but I, I wasn't sure it was going to be next week. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of neat to, to be able to pull that off. And, but, yeah, I, I thought he was going to have success in, in in college. But, I mean, let's be realistic. It's, there are 85 players in the history of college football that have won the Heisman Trophy now. And, and to sit here and say, yeah, I knew he was going to win the. You know, that's if anybody tells you that they're 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 lying to you because I mean I knew he had the capability of playing at a very high level in college, um, but I think he's exceeded even you know even what those who believed in him most thought he could do at this point. Uh, again, talking with Matt Frazee. Frazee's uh, the, the color commentator on Athens High School footballs. Watched all Joe Burrow's games. And again, we're coming to you live on Facebook on Power 105, 970, 97.1. If you have come hearing on the Facebook broadcast, you can always get the audio live streamed online at 970-WATH. Listen live, or just search up WATH, WXTQ. You can find the live stream uh, online as well. But if you're on radio, you're already listening. So that's that's great. But Matt, um, with Joe Burrow and now in the national championship game, we kind of haven't been talking about the game itself. You know, it's been about Joe Burrow because this is you know, where he grew up, where you know he's made his, his biggest impact, and his impact has been felt throughout the community. It, just driving by, I can't tell you how many LSU signs and, and banners and Go Joe and, and everything that has been around in this area. Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible, and uh, you know those things are, I think are going to continue on for years to come. It's uh, it's kind of a special thing right now, especially with tonight being kind of the, the culmination of a, of a college career that, that uh, you know, at one point nobody even knew if it was going to get off the ground. And, uh, but, man, what a turnaround it's been in, in just a couple-year period for for him and for the area. I mean, I think it's, it's breathed so much life into everybody around here, the, the places energized. People are really excited for LSU football games on Saturdays now. Every bit as excited as they are for Ohio State football games and Ohio University football games, and you know, that's kind of a difficult task around here to to live up to. But you know, people are always you know looking for what time both games are on, trying to to be able to plan to watch you know both both games in, in a in a manner where they can catch get the most viewing pleasure. So uh, just uh, just really amazing. And as you said, you know this this is way beyond the, you know the gridiron now. The, you know, things are stretched. Uh, well into uh, well into other things at this point in time, and it's it's pretty awesome to see that kind of thing happen too. And where do you think? After today, you get the national championship, LSU and Clemson today, and then after today, Joe Burrow is no longer in college. 
He already got his master's degree at LSU, and then he continues his NFL career. He'll most likely uh, project to be a number one pick overall. Uh, do you think he goes to the Bengals, or do you think the Bengals fumble this one? Uh, or do you think, I mean, anything can happen once you get to draft night. Yeah, I think the only way he's not in Cincinnati is that if somebody just offers a ludicrous you know, trade offer that they can't refuse. Because um, let's be let's be honest, Cincinnati's more than a quarterback away from from success right now. Right. It's not like Andy Dalton played played at a horrible level um, the last couple of years. The record just did, wasn't there to to back it up. Um, there's there's a lot of holes with that football team, and if you can, uh, if you had the opportunity to, you know, maybe somebody like a Miami that's got three first round picks and 17 picks overall. I mean, you know, if they want to throw you know, a couple first-rounders, a couple second-rounders at them to move up four spots. Uh, if you're Cincinnati and you don't take something like that, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not sure that you're looking out here in your best interest. Now, even that being said, it would be difficult for them to do it. I mean, realistically, they got a cash cow on their hands and they know it. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you draft a kid from, from Ohio that, that everybody, you know, even the Ohio State fans still pull for the kid, uh, in a big way, um, that's going to sell a lot of tickets just to put him in the, in the Bengals jersey, um, one way or the other. So, I, I got a, a real good idea that he's probably going to be there, but um, you never know. No, you never know, and you know, it's been a it's been up and down. It's it's been up and down for Joe. It's you know not unable to start it at OSU and getting his his start last year at, at LSU and then just running with it this year. Um, you know, really, it's been a tremendous offense to watch with Steve Ensminger and, and Joe Brady, uh, and of course, you know Joe running that offense and, and taking off. Yeah, really taking off. It's uh, been been awfully impressive to see the level of execution. It's it's uh, you know they they weren't running an offense that, that was suited to his skill set a year ago. You know, the kid hadn't taken a snap on your center, and you know, and since he was in middle school. Um, so to ask him to do what he did last year and a lot of the double tight end sets and stuff, so uh, just, just didn't quite, quite, quite what he was used to, and they've uh, moved, moved on, and uh, they've had tremendous effects because of it. Well, the music has been playing, and that uh, means our time is just about up from the dog pound from the Tiger's Nest, right. Tiger's Den up north. Uh, but Matt Brady, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here. Let's go enjoy some crawfish and tell us you and Clemson later on tonight. As you've been listening to The Sportsman on 105, 970, and 97.1, cast on Facebook as well. Uh, for Joy Ball and Matt Brady, Sam Smiles, my name is Scott Mills, signing off. Thanks for listening into the broadcast. And go time.